The Fitness Reborn podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness personal training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. What's up, world of internet? This is the Fitness Reborn podcast. My name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training, where we put movement ahead of workouts. And my guest today is Saray Majak. Uh, I think, yep, okay, I got a knowledge, I got a uh, acknowledgement from her that I said that correctly. I did have to practice a few times. Saray Majak. Saray is a health and hope coach, and she's got a pretty incredible story here. I do follow her on social media quite a bit, so she does post. A lot of her background, her story on her social media pages, she's had an incredible backstory about weight loss and health recovery, and she does the same for her own clients. So she does this for people, which she has done for herself. And today we are going to hear her story from Saray herself. (laughs) So Saray, thanks for coming on. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate this opportunity to share my story and just get it out there. And I love sharing it and love telling people about it. So um, not just my story, but just the fact that it, I know it's helped so many other people as well. So I'll just jump right in. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of give a little background about where I came into yeah. this journey of my health and how it has really transformed my life or really changed the trajectory of my life completely, honestly. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of backstory, go way back, kind of back to my childhood and how important health, I think health and wellness has always kind of been important to me and exercise and things like that. Um, as a kid, I was always very active. We lived out on a farm and, um, had a very active childhood (laughs) playing in the creek and just, you know, anything that we could do in the, on the farm as kids, you know, on jumping around on trees and whatever. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were wild children. Um, so I had a lot of activity then in my life and I was never really had any issues with my health because my parents were super healthy. I grew up in a home where they were vegetarians. I don't think I shared that with you before. Um, no, no, I never knew yeah. that about you. So I kind of grew up in an ultra healthy environment as far as like, um, my parents were really into, um, eating really healthy and great nutrition. So I would say the first 10 to 15 years of my life, I had amazing nutrition, okay, in my body. So, and so I never had health problems as a kid, I hardly ever got sick. And I think that's, I can attribute that to the childhood that I was brought up in and the way that my parents lived and just, you know, very active people themselves. I mean, my dad ran 12 miles a day. I mean, he was just, you know, they were just really healthy people. So um, that background, you know, and into my teens, I, of course, went out for sports and was very active in softball in my, well, early teens. And then and as I got into high school, I played volleyball and I was always really into fitness and um, loved the aspect of learning about fitness and, you know, played sports, ran track. I was not what you would call a super athlete by any mm. means. I mean, I did average, but maybe if I had gone, cause I have a lot of athletes in my family, maybe if I had gone um, and started sports earlier on and stayed consistently with all of the sports, I might've been up there. So, cause I was super interested in it. And I've always been really interested in health and well being. And I think that was the background of my parents kind of raising me that way, just gave me that, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then as I got into my, I would say, as I graduated high school, you know, I didn't really do a whole lot of weight training as far as weightlifting or strength training in high school, just the stuff that they usually do for track or volleyball that your coaches tell you, you've got to do this. And I didn't really understand form or any of that. It was honestly just this minuscule (laughs) little weight training stuff. And I had really not a whole lot of knowledge about it. Um, But then as I graduated high school in my early 20s, um, I got pregnant at a young age with my firstborn. I was only 20 when I had him. So that kind of changed my whole life in a lot of ways. And when I when I say my health is I gained 60 pounds with him. Okay, so that was pretty significant. No one really I was young. So I was young when I got pregnant, single mother, struggling a little bit, went to nursing school as when he was a toddler. But when I was when I got pregnant with him, like I said, I gained 60 pounds. And I would honestly say that's where my initial health journey started with um, gaining weight that I didn't realize. Hopefully you can't hear my dog in the back. Gaining weight. I can hear him, but it's not a big deal. Okay, I have him on the porch so that I wouldn't hear him if he started barking something because he likes to bark at everything that walks by. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, it's just background. But yeah, so I I gained a significant amount of weight and not not one doctor when I was pregnant with him or even, you know, no one around me really told me how I should have been eating when I was pregnant. So I didn't fully understand it. And I really didn't um, work out much when I was pregnant with him. And I really did. So that part of my journey was kind of tough on me. Plus I was a single mom. So that bit of a struggle of being, feeling abandoned, being alone. I mean, I lived with my parents, so I had that support. I had a lot of family support, but not the father was not involved with my son at all. So that was a real struggle for me. And a lot of it was emotional and as we all know, putting on weight can be an emotional thing. You know, obviously a lot of it's mindset. So at that time in my life, I probably didn't really think a whole lot about what I was doing when I was pregnant. And so when I had my son, I had this extra 60 pounds on my body, which stayed on my body. Most of it, maybe not 60, but close to it for quite a while. Um, And then as he was a toddler, I went to nursing school. And at this time in my life, I was just gradually learning, teaching myself, you know, in my early 20s, a little bit more about like reading different things about health um, and fitness. And I was really kind of veering more toward the fitness arena as far as like trying to get the weight off. Okay. Yeah. And so I'd try different things. And I did lose a little bit of weight um, prior to going to nursing school the first time because I, I had my LPN before I got my RN. You probably don't know that either. I worked as an LPN for 10 years before I went back to school and got my RN. And I did that, went to college having a toddler and did, I feel like I've overcome so many things. But during that time frame, I was really getting into the whole fitness aspect of, okay, how can I get this weight off with just working out? Because I really didn't understand then, even though I was brought up with good nutrition, I didn't understand then that honestly, a lot of it was 80% nutrition about what Mm -hmm. I was putting in my body. But I was just doing all these workouts and trying all these things. And of course, reading different um, fitness gurus or different uh, health, you know, people that have Denise Austin, I'll use her as an example. I really got into her books and getting into her things. So I did lose a little bit of weight just doing those things and 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 kind of incorporating more workouts into my life, walking, step aerobics, different things like that. And so over those early 20s in my life, I did lose some of that weight just doing that, but I didn't fully understand the nutrition aspect of it 
as far as, you know, like really changing that in my life. So, um, so fast forward just a little bit. And then in my mid twenties, I kind of went through another traumatic event. (laughs) I got married at uh, about 25 and within a year, my ex-husband decided he didn't want to be married anymore and he walked out on me. So, uh, just up and left. And so that was one of those times in my life where um, I still had a little excess weight on my body. I was still not really where I wanted to be in my health. And um, I lost probably about 25 pounds in just over a month. And that wasn't the healthy way. I mean, I I was depressed. I was right. anxious. I could hardly sleep. So mm. eating was kind of like out of the... <laughs> You know, I just didn't care too much. So I I was literally eating the equivalent of a bowl of cereal a day. And I drank water, but I lost a lot of weight. So I lost it in an unhealthy way, but I did get down to what I would consider what the weight I wanted to be, but not the way that I should have done it, you know. Um, And then going further, I ended up a couple years later getting married, um, meeting my children's husband or my children's father, sorry. And I got married and I, you know, we had our kids. And again, I had gained some weight with pregnancy, not terrible, not like the first time, but, you know, maybe a little extra 20 pounds or something. And so with my last child, I'm just kind of fast forwarding here where I got, you know, I would go work out through those years in my early to mid 20s or mid 20s to late 20s. I would go work out at the gym and I'd be working out an hour and a half, two hours a day. Okay. And then I would, you know, generally eat pretty healthy. Um, and I'm not saying I didn't have a lot of muscle mass on my body, but I really wasn't where I still wasn't where I wanted to be. And then with having my last child, I still had kind of like an extra 20 pounds on my body that I just, no matter what I would do with these workouts and with, like I said, generally eating healthy, what I thought was optimal nutrition, um, I just wasn't getting off that extra bit of weight. So, um, so uh, just, just, to uh, clarify right now. So were you, or were you at a healthy weight, even though you didn't get those extra 20 pounds off? Or was it just like these 20 pounds weren't there prior to the pregnancy? I just don't want them there. Right. So I wasn't at, so when I had gotten pregnant with, would be my second child, my 18 year old now, but when I had gotten pregnant with him, with my ex-husband, who is the father of my other, of my three children that I, you know, still live at home. um, I... I had gained weight with them, not terribly. Like I said, it was not like the 60 pounds that I gained with my first child, but because I knew a little bit more then. I knew a little bit more about, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't eat, uh, you know, canned peaches and uh, drink chocolate milk like it's going out of style again, you know, with this pregnancy. So I was a lot better. And I also worked out during my pregnancies with those three children. So I knew a little bit better. I didn't gain the kind of weight. It was more like 30 pounds or the average that most pregnant women gain. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, we all know this, I was what they call the, I don't know if you'd call it the elderly, elderly pregnant woman or whatever they term it in uh, maternal child services, uh, because I was 36 when I got pregnant with my my 12-year-old, my youngest. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the weight didn't come off quite as good with that one as it had with the two previous ones. You know what I'm saying? So even though prior to meeting my ex-husband, the one, you know, I had been at my weight that I wanted to be, but then again, getting pregnant with three kids after that consecutively. And for women, hormones play a big role. Um, 
it can get more difficult after each pregnancy sometimes to get that extra weight off. And especially if your kids are, you know, I, I mean, my kids are about three years spaced apart, three or four years. So it's not like they were a year and a half or something apart, but it still takes time, you know, about two years or so to get that body back. And so then if you're getting pregnant not too long after that, it just can kind of compound after a while and you don't necessarily get the weight off as well as you might have. Um, so some of that just kind of sticks with you. Um, mm -hmm. And hormones play a role there. They don't help much with women for women. But um, so, yeah, I would say that during that time frame, I was, um, you know, prior to getting pregnant with that, my 18 year old, I, I was at a healthy weight. But then, you know, it kind of just got, came back on again and yeah. um, still had those extra little bit of pounds to lose. And I just seemed like no matter what I did, I just couldn't get them off. And I just didn't realize I didn't make the mind connection with a lot of this until I was introduced to the program that I coach, which I would say that was back in 2014. I, uh, my cousin Shauna, who lives in Texas, Austin, Texas, she was coaching this as well. And she still is a coach, but she just does it just as a fun, more of a fun thing on the side. Cause she has another business she runs, but, um, she knew that I somehow she found out and I can't even remember the whole aspect of that or how she knew, but um, we were pretty close. So somehow she knew that I had weight that I wanted to get off and I was frustrated with it. And she says, Hey, I want to tell you about this, this program I've been coaching and I just want to introduce you to it and just see what you think, you know, it might be a right fit for you. So I um, thought, yeah, why not? I'm trying all this other stuff is not really working. Um, so she introduced me to it. I, I decided to give it a try and I lost 19.6 pounds in six weeks. And so that's where my health journey began with uh, how I became a coach uh, kind of back then. Um, again, I didn't take it as I took my weight loss seriously. And of course, I was sold and absolutely I'm not mm -hmm. just about the weight, but just about how I felt and the energy that I had. Yeah. And um, just learning new habits and being able to incorporate those habits in my life that um, that's the part that literally changed my life um, to where I'm at today. Um, and so I couldn't wait to share it with everybody. But at that time in my life, I was also going through some other personal issues. And I just really for me, I didn't take the coaching aspect as serious back then. And I kind of let it go by the wayside. And then fast forward to 2020. Um, I was reintroduced to this by a friend of mine on Facebook who thought I would be an amazing coach and crazy thing is it's always just been a passion of mine to help others. And it was in the back of my mind that I kind of wanted to get back into that coaching stuff again. And then she reached out to me. And so I felt like it was just sort of like, this is meant to be <laughs> because I was mm -hmm. already thinking about it, you know, and she reached out to me and then I got started on that again, um, with coaching and, my journey began again with that. But I had always, over those years, I'd managed to keep that weight off and integrate all those habits that I learned and the tools I had to continue through those years and um, stay in optimal health, you know, for myself. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't have battles here and there once in a while, as we all do, go through maybe a little bit of health changes. And, you know, as you know, like hormones can, can mess with yeah. you too in those ways. But, um, Generally speaking, I've been I've been pretty healthy and I feel like I've managed to what I love about the whole aspect of what I do and what I've learned over the years is just being able to incorporate these habits and continue to 
utilize them. And um, that's what I've been able to do all these years. So that's my backstory. It's a lot. <laughs> that's okay. generally I mean, how. Uh, no, the uh, backstories tend to be a lot. It tends to be a journey. You know? mm -hmm. And um, like you've said before, like you've got some years behind you, you've got some experience. And so, so what I want to go now into, so we, we touched on the program and what it is you do. So now when you sent me this information about uh, your program, the one that you work in as a wellness, as a wellness coach. So yeah. you, there's, there's a four component program here. It seems like these, Correct. these four, these four little um, bullet points, there's four pillars is what um, kind of come comprises what it is you do for your clients here. So, well, okay. One, let's, let's go through what is the name of the program and then let's go through the four components of it and talk okay. about and kind of elaborate what it is, those things, you know, how they apply to your, to your clients, how they can apply to, um, whoever signs on. Right. And, right. And what it does for them. Absolutely. I would love to share that. So, um, what this program is called is Optavia and, um, I would say Ottavia, it's, it's, we are a Fortune 500 company. Um, we are currently the top leading health company in the, the nation. And we also are in Singapore and Japan. Um, but ironically, only about 2% of people know about us. That we've, you know, that's just the crazy thing is, is here we're so huge and only about 2% percent of people know about us. I don't know if you've ever heard of Optavia, Sean. Uh, um, I mean, not that I can, not that I can recall. think of. No. That's okay. And like I said, there, there are so many people that don't really know about us and know what we're all about. Um, a lot of people might think, okay, they're just another one of these, uh, oh, it's a diet or it's, and that's one thing that we're not, we are not a diet. We are holistic. We take a holistic approach to health and that's where mm -hmm. the four components come in. Um, we all we find them all equally important and vital to someone's health and how they really reach optimal health okay, and well-being. Um, anyone can go on a diet. I mean, anyone can say to themselves, OK, tomorrow I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to stop eating this. I'm going to stop eating that. But what I find is that many people struggle with. Um, for one thing, they don't have the tools. Many people yeah. don't have the tools and understanding what actual optimal nutrition or what nutrition functional nutrition or whatever you might say is really about because so many people are exposed to this our standard american diet which talked to you mentioned that before in one of your posts and i commented on it because i was like yeah the standard <laughs> yeah the in a very, standard in a american very crass, diet. sarcastic way yes i did <laughs> yes right <laughs> right but the standard american diet i mean all of us are so exposed to this on a regular basis and the temptation is out there for so many people and um i think we just we don't have a lot of people just don't have the tools and the support to really change their lives and change the way that they live in in any aspect with their health whether it's nutrition right. mindset whatever they just don't know where to begin even they no, I was there once. I didn't know where to start. I mean, that's honestly the truth of it all. And um, what I love about this and having the four components and how they're all so equally important is that it's, like I said, a holistic approach. The, the, our clients get 
the full, you know, aspects of it all. So I'll go into like the first component would be a coach. So, you know, our clients get the one-on-one -on -one coaching where so our, we're walking with our clients side by side through their entire journey from start to finish and until they transition into maintenance. And um, we are checking in with them weekly. We are checking in with them that first week. We're checking in when they start on program. We're checking in with them, you know, the every day that first week for about the first four to five days and checking in how are they feeling, what's their energy like, um, bouncing the ball back and forth with, you know, asking them the questions of, you know, I can give some examples, but um, if a client is struggling with one specific thing and they've told us that, because we do a health assessment with our clients prior to getting them, because we need to know where they're at in their health, what they want to accomplish. So right. we are going to ask them these questions in their health assessment and we're going to find out what is it that is their primary concern? What is their primary thing they're struggling with? And we're going to go through that with them in great detail. And we're going to really dig deep with them throughout their journey. If they tell me that their biggest struggle is that they're addicted to food, I'm going to steer them in the direction of where that food addiction problem is and what, what could be causing it. What is the basis? So a lot of it's mental. You know, I mean, most of it is mental. Um, and getting them just to kind of really think about what that is. And so as a coach, that's what I'm doing. I'm supporting them. I'm steering them. I'm asking them the questions to steer them in the direction to really think about what it is that has got them where they are mm -hmm. and what it is they want to accomplish. What do they want to create in their health? What do they want to change? What's the biggest thing that is the, you know. Right. One thing I wanted to, I wanted to get your input on because it's just suddenly sure. occurred to me. Because, you know, you have people who say they have food addictions, which generally translates into I eat bad food when I'm in yeah. a bad mood. So, right. so now we have, there is people out there who try to coach people and say, well, you know, your food addiction, let's try to rechannel it into eating something healthier as opposed to not eating at all. So right. I'm kind of wondering, is that, is that, in your opinion, is that an effective uh, kind of strategy in order to deal with a food addiction? Or is it, it, is it just like, cause, because either way, I mean, not to say that, you know, a Twinkie is the same as an apple, it obviously is not, but either way you're ingesting extra calories. If you're following a diet plan, a, a nutrition regimen, and you're, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, which is just, you know, it's a process of thermodynamics, you know, you have to, you know, it's calories in calories out. I hate that phrase. It's oversimplifying, but I'll use it for our purposes here. Um, right. You know, either way, you're ingesting extra calories here, and that's going to uh, backfire on you if you're if you're trying to keep your calories down to try to take weight off you or take fat or try to engage fat loss. So, right. do you do you find that as a value as a um, valuable or a, a valid alternative, or is it just uh, it's like no, no, you got you got to recognize that you this this food addiction is something else. This is something that's just, you were looking for a pacifier, another way. And you're, so you're trying to put something in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's, that is super important. Um, food addiction really has to do with a mental issue like you're, you're talking mm -hmm. about there. Um, you can sit and eat a pile of, you know, vegetables. I mean, they're, obviously, they're going to be better for you. Right. But if, if, if the reason a person is eating them is because they're eating out of emotion or they're eating out of you know, they got a 
bad phone call from somebody in their family that chewed them out on the phone and they're, they get off the phone. And they're like, I'm just going to eat a whole bag of carrots. I mean, granted the carrots are going to be better for you than eating yeah. a bag of chips, but it's the mindset behind it or the, I know we use mindset a lot and I hear a lot of people talk about it in health coaches and all different in uh, areas of um, health. Yeah. Um, but it's true that if we, we have to channel that and we have to get, to the root of the problem. We have to get down to the root of the problem. What is causing that emotion? So one of the elements of health that we teach actually, or that we um, steer our clients toward, it's one of our, our elements, is about mastering your thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so not just food addiction, addiction, but mastering those thoughts and emotions and getting at the root cause of why are I, you know, what is the emotion here? What is pushing me to, you know, overeat, no matter what it is that I'm eating. Because you could sit down and eat, okay, so yes, granted, the standard American diet is terrible, but to sit down and have a treat once in a while, a small slice of cake, right. can I just eat that one small little piece of cake? Because, you know, I've reached that point where I can in my life. I can do that. I can cut a small sliver of dark chocolate cake and be like, that's all I need. But someone with a food addiction, it's not going to matter whether it's cake or you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of apples in front of them. If they are overeating, they need to get, we need to dig deep and figure out what is causing that emotion. Maybe it's childhood trauma. Maybe it's something that happened to them in their childhood and they really need to dig deep on that and figure that out and really get to that root cause and get those emotions under control. And right. so, you know, I'm no therapist by any means. I'm just a health coach, but I can steer them in the direction of, hey, maybe, Maybe this is something that if you've never had therapy, I might say to one of my clients, maybe this is something to consider. Maybe you need to go a little deeper into this and figure out what is this food addiction? Where is it coming from? You mm -hmm. know, and it could be something they're not even aware of. It could mm -hmm. be something that they didn't even realize happened to them as a child. And they may need to go further into that. So, I mean, we can steer them in the right direction to get into this element of mastering your thoughts and emotions. And then another element that we have is also about food addiction. So we would steer them to read into that. We have a diary. We call it a life book that all of these elements are in there, the 26 elements of health. And those people can go into, our clients can go into that and just, you know, they can map out what they're feeling right then, why they're feeling that way. And they can go back then after they've been doing this for so many months. It's kind of nice to go back and see, hey, where was I back then? Why was I feeling this way? And so we always, we, we, we use the, we use the phrase or Dr. A, he's our co-founder of Optidia, um, Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson, but he uses the uh, stop, challenge, choose. So, you know, that's kind of where we will steer our clients to is like, okay, I'm going to stop and think about why I'm choosing this or am I going to choose this? You know, if I, if I go to a birthday party and I'm trying to watch my weight and I'm trying to get some weight off. And they've got all this, these snacks and we got cake and everything else. Can I put myself into that position? If someone has a food addiction, can they do that at first? Or should they maybe avoid those situations for a while until they get that food addiction under control a little bit better? Right. You know, if that makes sense. Am I yeah. answering some of that? I just feel like a lot yeah. of it is, it really, I think it does matter. I don't think it's good to tell somebody, in my opinion, and, and we wouldn't definitely, definitely wouldn't, I think, um, uh, portion control is super important. Yeah. So we steer our clients into portion control and understanding that um, I don't need to have, you know, we, t we teach about the nine inch plate. 
and how, you know, half of it should be maybe low glycemic vegetables and then, a you know, maybe like some sort of grain, you know, or some sort of um, complex carbohydrate in one place over here that's, you know, and then over here is maybe your fruit or something like that. Or, or I mean, your, I mean, your fruit in one corner mm. and then like your protein. So we teach about the nine inch plate and, and I think it's super important for people to um, relearn maybe something, not even relearn, maybe it's something they never even were ever taught as a child. I mean, I feel like I've, I have friends who um, have children that they've never taught them about portion control and they, or they've never even um, understood as kids how to have portion control. They just kind of eat mindlessly. We call it mindless yeah. eating. Right. And then, you know, did that answer some of that? I yeah. You know, it, no, it did. It was just um, because I understand that, you know, this, this area of fitness is probably the most puzzling that there is. Um, everyone understands, you know, the strength training, everyone understands the reps and that kind of stuff and the sets and the recoveries and stuff like that. I mean, that's very tangible stuff, very easily uh, digestible. Um, but getting the food right, I mean, hence why you have all these companies that have sprouted up that do your, your food for you. You know, you got HelloFresh, you got, you know, Trifecta, you know, all these uh, meal prepping um, services out there that kind of just you know, take all that worry out for you. It's like, well, because I've gone to several of their websites, never actually bought the service, but I've gone to several of their websites and they say, you know, they make it very easy. What are you looking for? How much are you looking for? You know, are you vegan? Are you carnivore? Are you whatever? And they just make it very easy, which is a great service. Um, but they make it very easy to kind of just kind of surrender your uh, nutrition over to them and just, you know, accept whatever or just order whatever they send you over in a box. So I just I know I know for in myself, too, like the nutrition thing has been the hardest thing ever for me. I've never really had weight issues, but still like getting that nutrition to the point where I want to see the kind of gains that I want to see. That is that has been the hardest thing for me. So I just want to know where you stood on that. Um, and where your program stands on that, if you consider like just kind of rerouting somebody's food addiction into someplace a little bit more nutritious or kind of tackling that demon head on. Yeah, so we do um, because now, mind you, when we have clients who are starting on program, because we have many different programs within our program, and I didn't really emphasize on that, but I probably should tell you that um, we coach people who, um, you know, when I do a health assessment, I'm, I'm finding out what medications are they on, what right. conditions do they currently have, because I don't want to steer them in the wrong direction and put them on the wrong program if it's not going to work for them. Um, yeah. We have one for diabetics. We have one for teens. Um, we have one for um, people that need to gain weight. We have um, one for, for nursing mothers. Um, and we have our general one, which just is the, it kind of encompasses so many different people that are just generally need to really get that excess fat and weight off in a, you know, maybe somebody with heart disease or heart issues or um, are really severely obese that really need to get that weight down mm. in a really quick, not quick, but shall I say efficient manner um, that really gets the fat loss off, but also shows them, keeps them motivated. Yeah. So, um, but through that nutrition plan or process, we are guiding them in how um, they're learning as they go and how to um, learn about the nine inch plate, how to um, make their own meals and prep their own meals that are healthy and understanding, you know, we teach 
will be basically we do what's called a, um, a lean and green meal. And we're teaching them, you know, what it looks like to eat healthy and use portion control. And that's what they're learning. One of their habits that they're learning as time goes on, because I do feel like nutrition is the biggest piece. Like you said, I see it all the time. I mean, you can go to the gym and what you can see these people who are working. I mean, you know, you, mm -hmm. you know, you see the people that are working out and they're like killing themselves on the treadmill. Or, I mean, there's some of that. They I mean, maybe don't even understand about strength and all the other things that you need to incorporate. But I feel like nutrition is the key piece that's missing in almost every aspect, because nutrition, I firmly believe, is the the um, healing factor or the key element that could bring a person to be healthy, yeah. to be generally healthy and not have um, to prevent disease. But if they have disease to also halt that disease or maybe even stop it completely and just or slow it down. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that nutrition is medicine, that it's right. honestly the key element missing. And I do think a lot of people struggle. I think that is where we see that all the time that people, I don't know what to make. I don't know, you know, and they have busy lives. So a lot of our clients have very, very hectic, busy lives, and they don't know how to prep meals very well or prepare themselves to eat healthy. So it's so much easier to just drive through McDonald's. Right, right. Or, for sure. you know, or like you said, order these. And I don't know a whole lot about these different ones that you're talking about. I've, I've heard of them, you know, a few of them. But how fresh is the food, really? I mean, I'm just wondering, like, anytime you take something that you get via uh, delivered... Um, how, right. Well, you know. obviously it's not that fresh. I mean, it's as fresh as it possibly could be and still be safe for the consumer. Yeah. So, but obviously, yeah, yeah, it's not as fresh as saying going right from your stove to your plate. It's not that type of fresh. It is still wrapped in plastic, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I'm sure that they're meeting all of the federal government guidelines about transporting of food, you know? Right. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're, they're doing all that they know they should be doing, but still, yeah, right. you're right. It's, it's not, it's really not as fresh. It's certainly not as fresh as like going from the garden to the plates. You know, that whole thing that was big back in the day, that was a movement. Remember? I don't know if you remember yep. it at all, but gardens yeah. and the plate. Garden, uh, and it's still, it's, it's still kind of yeah. a thing. I mean, I, I actually have a fellow uh, health coach that's a friend of mine and her name's Rhiannon and she and her husband live out on an acreage now and that they do a lot of that farm to table or farm to plate. You know, they've yeah, been growing their own produce. I wish I had the area to do that, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> because I would. Um, I grew up that way. I mean, you know, I grew up that way. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I do think nutrition is, I mean, that's what we are coaching um, right. is nutrition is the key element to health, honestly. And um, one, I haven't gotten into the other elements and it won't take me to, or the other uh, components, but I will get into right. that. But I will say what, if you don't, oh, you have a question. Sorry. No, no. I was just like, I'm just trying to keep tally here. So, okay. So we got the well, first component is the coach, obviously. That's coach, a coaching yeah. program. <laughs> and so, I kind of go. Right. And so two, and we kind of segued into the emotion, the emotion uh, mindset. Yeah. Uh, so our about second, recognizing, yeah. recognizing where you, where you are and what's going on. Okay. So yeah. did, we, did we hit a third one? I can't, I don't know if we did yet. Well, the second one, yeah, is, um, that mindset part, yeah, okay. the emotions, right. the habits of okay. health. And I've kind of touched on that. So that's super important. Like I said, we teach, or, or I shouldn't say teach, but guide our clients through 26 elements of health. Right. And we do weekly, we have weekly lives that um, we call it coffee with clients. 
yeah. on Monday mornings that our clients can go to on Facebook and watch these about whatever it is that they're touching on that, that element that day. And um, they are recorded so our clients can go back on later if they didn't get the chance to get on. So it's really nice for that um, for that component, you know, going up. And I would say, honestly, I just want to touch a little bit on the mindset aspect of mm -hmm. that second one is for me, I would say that that was the biggest, biggest thing for me that has really changed my life is just really because um, I struggle with emotions. That was my mm -hmm. <laughs> like letting people control my emotions or um, whatever's going on in my life. And I I had a hard time um, managing that and understanding that. Um, but now I have the tools I can I can right. you know go into that and I have the tools to be able to get those under control. And that's been the biggest I think the biggest thing for me. I get kind of emotional about it because it honestly has changed my life for um, that that a lot of different programs don't offer this. They don't offer these things. So our third component is our is our community, and that's mm -hmm. another. It's just a way of support besides having the coach that all of our clients can um, go to this community. They can see other people's transformations, see their stories. Um, they had to share recipes on this community and only our clients get sent to it. We have another community that I, every person I've talked to about, and I would send you to it too, um, just to show you if you wanted to get on there, Sean, it's for anybody, but um, we call health and wholeness. But this other community is one we send our clients to that's, um, called Transforming My Life, and um, we just have so many people sharing their stories, and they support one another. It's kind of like having a support system that's outside of maybe you don't, maybe most of our clients don't obviously don't know these people, but they can get on there and just share. And some people don't want to get on there and share. I mean, I've I've had lots of clients that are very private people. <laughs> I tend to attract the private people clients <laughs> that don't really want to share their story too much. They they. They've done amazing on program. They've done amazing in their, their transformation and their health story, but they, they're they scared to share it. Um, but what's awesome about this community, um, it's just a, like, a community of like-minded individuals, and they have that for the rest of their life. They never That never goes away. So this is just, you know, it's kind of like having um, any community. I think community is so important mm -hmm. uh, for people to um, we'll keep each other accountable for one thing. That's one thing about right. being a coach is that, which helped me keep my own health in check is I've got this community of coaches and we're all cheering each other on and we're all keeping each other accountable in our own health. It's like, Hey, are you, are you doing this too? You're telling your clients to do this. Are you doing it? You know? And so we're kind right. of like keeping each other accountable. And I think that community is so important for that. Um, and having the right surroundings. I just want to touch on that because I meant to say something about that earlier, but I feel like that's another thing that clients really struggle with is I think I heard you talking with one of your uh, interviews just recently about our surroundings and how, you know, it's honestly one of the key things that affects people's lives. You know, if you're, I think you said something in one of your interviews, I think I just listened to it the other day, one of your podcast interviews about what is a person coming home to? I mean, if they're living in this environment that's really toxic, you know, mm -hmm. their family or, or their spouse or whatever the environment, they need an outlet for that, but they need a healthy outlet, not an outlet that's toxic and even more, you know, they don't need to be going to the bar and drinking a bunch of alcohol. What they need is an, an environment of people who are supportive, encouraging, uplifting, but also, also holding them accountable to their mm -hmm. health and to their well-being. That's 
that's the surrounding that, you know, you know, whatever people should be more involved with. And sometimes that means maybe the people in our lives, if they're that toxic, we need to distance ourselves from some of those people or some of those things in our lives. Right. And so we, we kind of guide our clients toward that too. And so on that community is just awesome. They share um, recipes on there too. So again, if we're talking about nutrition and people are struggling with, well, I don't know what to make. Well, our community, we, you know, they're sharing all kinds of recipes on there and options for them to choose from that are super simple and easy to make. And you can prep them ahead of time and um, they're healthy. So, um, and a lot of our coaches get on that website or get on that page as well and share their uh, comments and, and they cheer the people on too. So they have that as well. Um, so I like that. And then our fourth component is obviously our nutrition piece, which I've kind of talked a tiny bit about, but not really, but we um, utilize what's called fuelings and they are packaged foods, but they are all nutritionally balanced um, with prebiotics, probiotics, all the vitamins and minerals that someone would need in a day. Um, so most of our clients, we don't even recommend that they, and this is obviously the nutrition piece is to get them where they need to be. It's not to be on it for the rest of their lives. Um, this is something that we are, you know, like if somebody's really struggling, like I said, somebody's 50 pounds or more overweight, the nutrition piece is going to get them in an effective fat burn, get them where they need to be um, in their weight, and then go from there. We're teaching them along the way how to transition off and what to do in maintenance. And um, they're learning all these habits and learning all these things about how to eat properly so that when they do transition off and get into maintenance, they have those tools and know how to do it. So, but it's real food. They're all nutritionally um, balanced and um, they're clean. So that's, and there are over two, 200 different ones to choose from. So I know you guys, I, I can see the look on your face there, Sean, you've got a question about it. Well, you know, I always got <laughs> questions. Um, so, all right. So you said that they are not meant to be on this program for life. So there, it's not meant to, the, it, right, it's right. not, that's not the goal, which I think is a, an admirable goal because I do know that, you know, the, the pressure to retain and to kind of make people dependent on you and your services yep. in the fitness and wellness industry, at least as far as I've experienced is pretty tremendous. And I've yeah. always, I've always kind of rebelled against that. I was like, I don't want people to be codependent on me. I want to make stronger people. I don't want to make weaker people. So that's kind of, that's kind of been where I've stood on that. And, you know, sometimes that's bit me in the butt, but uh, I think that's still the, the best way to actually, actually conduct yourself if you are a health and fitness and wellness coach. But when you, you have someone who is now in the maintenance, which means that they are they are now at a place now where they are comfortable, and you just want, they just want to stay there. They don't want to go any further, and and so now they're off the program. Mm -hmm. Do you have you had? Or let me, let me ask you. So, how often do people, if they do at all, how often do they kind of fall off the wagon? Okay. Yeah, very good question because that does happen. And um, I, the reason why the reason why I ask is because if people are listening to this and they're considering this this program, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if we ask what causes people to kind of lose their way and go back to their old their old ways, what can this can be something that they can know to look out for when they go into yeah. the maintenance program when they go okay, into the maintenance. So here's what I would say: the number one 
reason people fall off the wagon is they are not utilizing. And I've had clients like this. We, well, we, and we, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Right. We know that. So in going, when we introduce this to a client and they get started and everything, if they are not doing weekly check-ins with me, mm-hmm. super important. They need to be checking in with me every week. And it's a 10 minute call. Me seeing, how are we doing? What's, how are you doing? What is, what are you struggling with this week? So when clients aren't checking in every week, even if they lose the weight that they want to, like I said, anybody can go on a diet. A diet is a diet, but if, but this is life. This is for life. This is lifelong transformation, meaning this is lifelong habits. And we're learning, you know, becoming the dominant force in your own life. That's what we talk about, becoming the dominant force. And what you're talking about, hey, how can somebody get to the point where, you know, they're not dependent. We don't want them Mm -hmm. dependent on us. I'm not their, um, I'm their coach. I'm not their um, savior (laughs) or whatever. I'm not this person that can. Uh, rescue them. They have to find that within themselves. And that's the point of this. This is self-discovery. I've got to figure out within myself how to become strong, the dominant force in my life, in every aspect of my life, in every aspect of my health. Will they fall off the wagon? Heck yeah, I've fallen off the wagon. But here's the thing. When they learn the tools and they're following this and doing this 100%, they're 100% integrated into this. And they are, they know this is what they want. They know their why. Why are yeah. they doing this? They understand. So we, we reach out to them in the beginning and say, what is your why? Why, why do you want this? Because if someone doesn't have a strong enough why, they're not going to. They can lose the weight. But if they go into maintenance, they may go right back to all of their same old habits because they have to have a strong enough why and a strong. They have to want it. But they want this for their life. They want longevity. They want to wow. live the rest of their life in optimal health. Now, will they fall off? Yes. None of us are perfect. It's a learning experience. I'm a work in progress. But, you know, they know if they understand the tools and they're utilizing all the habits of health and they are have their life book or they, they have the tools that they need and, and they've got this, you know, they're, they've got the community, they've got support, people in their lives that are backing them up. They'll be able to be successful because even if they fall off for, I don't know, a summer, or whatever, and they gain back 10 pounds or something. They know where to go. They, they have the tools and they've already learned these habits so they know what to do going forward. And if they don't remember, or they shouldn't say they don't remember, if they feel like they need more support, then that's when they reach out and say, hey, you know, I've kinda, I had one client do this. She's a friend of mine. Just recently, she's like, I have not gained back a bunch of weight, but I, I've kind of packed on about, maybe about five more pounds and I know what I need to do. So she's reached out to me and I've kind of just guided her a little bit and got her back on track. Um, But honestly, if they are fully integrated into the four components, that's the most important thing right there that we emphasize all the time with our clients. It's not a one, it's not just, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, take this one route and I'm just going to do the fuelings and I'm just going to do the diet piece or or should say diet, but the nutrition piece. And that's all I'm going to do. If that's all they do, they, yeah, if they follow it 100% on that aspect, they will lose the weight, but they will go right back to, if they don't change their habits, if they don't do that and incorporate those habits, then they will not, it, they will kind of fall off the wagon more often. And, and we see it, honestly, we usually see that in the first month or two on program. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing that they're not checking in with me. 
I'm having to reach out more to them and say, Hey, what's going on? And they're kind of, how do I want to put it? It's not, and I'm not trying to put a negative spin on them or anything like that, but it's kind of like, they're just saying, I don't really want to, they don't want to be honest about what's going on. And I mean, and I'm no judge. I'm not there to judge them. I'm there to support them. So if, if they're not reaching out, I can't help them, you know? And so mm. it's really a matter of how bad does somebody want it? What is their, what, what have they decided is their why? And I kind of remind them a lot of times too, Hey, you, you told me when I did this health assessment with you, that this is what you wanted to accomplish. You know, where are you on that? now? What, you know, what has changed since then? You know, if I kind of can tell that they're sort of falling off the wagon and they're not. Um, and that's why we do weekly check-ins. We do weekly weigh-ins too. And, or if, you know, we can always tell kind of that when a client is not sort of falling off the wagon and they're not really being forthright with us. And we try to, you know, dig into that a little bit. And, and But yeah, when they're in maintenance, um, I would say if they are doing the four components and they are living that and they're doing the, um, and really, you know, following the habits of health and made those changes, they will continue to be successful in maintenance. You know, but like I said, none of us are perfect. So we're all going to kind of maybe at some point fall off the wagon just a little bit, but it's, it's getting back on track and knowing, okay, I'm not back where I was when I started. I just fell back just a tiny bit, but I know how to get back on, you know, if that makes sense. What's your rye? Sorry. My why for optimal being healthy. What, what's just... your why? What, what's your why in general? Because you know, you've been, <laughs> you, you know, you've, you've been doing this, you've been doing this for a minute now. And so yes. you've, you've come a long distance from where you were. Um, yeah. you've, you got yeah. rid of the weight that you wanted to get rid of, but obviously that wasn't the why, because if you did, you would have just said, cool, peace, but here you are. And now you're, right. now you're steering people in the same direction, or at least a similar direction you're doing. Now you're continuing a service that was done for you for others. This is kind of similar to what like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous kind of does for people. Yeah. It's like they inst yeah. instill this, this sense of service into people. And this is how they kind of build these cult-like followings because this is how people kind of get so enmeshed into this this world. They, they were in a dark place. This, this uh, um, community brought them out of it. And now the, the community has said, okay, it's your turn to pay it forward. Right. And so... You know, obviously the what is to get sober or the what in your case is to get healthy. But as yep. you just said, that's not a why that you just told me what you're not telling yep. me why you want to lose all this weight. So, but now the weight's gone. So I don't think the why in your case was the weight, but here you are mm -hmm. still. And we're, we're talk, having this conversation about this, this service that you're, you believe so much in and you love so much. Mm -hmm. So. What, what was yeah. your, what, what's your why? Oh gosh. Yeah. Good questions. <laughs> uh, you really kind of dig in there. Um, <laughs> I would say my why is for my kids. I want them to see what's possible. Um, sorry. You're fine. I want them to see what, to, to see what their mother has accomplished and to see what is possible for their life in every aspect of their health. Um, my why is for the people in my life that I love to, um, 
not only see what's possible in their health, but to also see what's possible, you know, well, yeah, their health, their mindset and things like that, but to see what, um, how their life can literally be completely different. It doesn't have, they don't have to stay stuck. They don't have to, um, well, I'll, I'll just use this as an example. Um, if, I, if you don't mind me mentioning my 18 year old son, he's been That's struggling a lot with mental health. Um, mm -hmm. Anxiety kind of runs in my family. I'm one of them. <laughs> but uh, he's been struggling uh, over the last year of his, his senior year of high school, and he kind of kept it to himself a lot. But he came to me a couple months back, and I knew he was struggling in high school, but he came to me a couple months back and just said, Mom, I just really struggle with this anxiety to the point where some days I just don't want to be here anymore. And, boy, that's the worst thing a parent wants to hear, you know. And I said, oh, gosh, I don't want that for you. So some of the tools I've learned in this being a coach is kind of getting people back to that um, the way they think and just um, how can I change where my mind is going with this and sort of fo refocus or um, change the pathways in my brain to instead of thinking uh, obsessing about this one thought that that's what he was struggling with, right? I kind of gave him a little bit of tips and kind of steered him in that direction. And honestly, he it made him feel a lot better. And he's been doing so much better because he's been kind of finding ways that he can get his mind off of the obsessive thoughts and, and things like that. Cause he didn't really want to get on medication or any of that. Um, sorry, I got emotional, but, uh, but you know, he just, wouldn't be the first, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that that's mm -hmm. my why that is what I want to sure. see people's lives. Um, I, I love, I have a passion for seeing people's lives for them to reach their, their, to be their best selves, basically, to, to finally get to that point in life. And nobody's going to be perfect, but just to get to that point in life where they really feel like their lives have been changed. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's my why. I think I've always been interested in that um, and helping others. It's just part of who I am. I'm just, I'm a nurse too. So <laughs> it's kind yeah. of part of my, uh, who I am. I've just always been a person who has, sees value and I want people to feel like they have value and worth. And, um, and my other why, as far as the coaching aspect goes, um, I just want to, I, I'm not a conventional person. <laughs> I don't want to just, um, I'm not okay with just things being the status quo. I want to go, I, I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of, um, things I want to do with my life. I want to, you know, see the world. I want, you know, there's just so many different things that I want to accomplish and so many things that I want my children to see that they are capable of doing the same thing, even if it's not in my, you know, arena or whatever I'm doing. I don't mean that I want them to do what I'm doing, but I want them to see that they can do that too. It's possible for them to do whatever it is that they want to, to live out their dreams. And I think those are probably my whys. So it's not just about health but th that transcends into health really in your mental status and just having the best life possible that you can possibly live i guess that's where i'm at so where to from here okay so where to from here oh boy um just continuing i i really would like to get 
to the point where um, my, you know, coaching business would get to the point where it really takes over. That's what I do. Like that I'm mm -hmm. not doing, cause you know, I work weekend package as a nurse. And so mm -hmm. I have some free time during the week to focus on this business, but I've been doing it just over three years. And I would like to get to the point and I'm working towards that where I get to the point where this is what I do. And then kind of another dream I have is to have a coffee shop, but that's, <laughs> it doesn't I've, really I've, matter. I've entertained that one myself too, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge, you want to talk about addiction. I'm a huge coffee addict. Here. Yeah, me too. That is my one addiction. I will say that that yeah. coffee and chocolate, those are my two downfalls in life when it comes right. to that. But, uh, uh, I do. I, I mean, it won't leave me. I feel like when you have a passion about something or when you have something that just never leaves and it's always there, you should do it. It's when we ignore those things that we're just ignoring what really is probably something that we should be doing. Um, it, it wouldn't be there in our minds. It wouldn't be there constantly if it wasn't something we shouldn't go for. So I'm a mm -hmm. firm believer in that. And uh, I just, I would like to get to the point where this is what I do is that I, I walk people through their health. And if that trans or goes into, okay, I'm also going to have a coffee shop. Well, then that's, what's going to happen. I have plans in my mind for that too, but you know, um, but yeah, that's kind of where, kind of where I'm at. We have a closing tradition on this program okay. where the, the guest has the final word. All right. So, you know, these episodes tend to go on for an hour on average, sometimes a bit more. And so a lot gets discussed here. So we talked about you. We talked about the program here. If we can try to maybe condense some of it into maybe one or two sentences. So when people, when people walk away from this episode, if they can remember nothing else, if they can remember one thing, if nothing else, what would you say it would be? Boy. Your parting mm. message. You are worth it. You are worth whatever it is in your life that you want to accomplish in your, you know, mental, physical, uh, spiritual well-being. You're worth, you know, you're worthy. You have that uh, inherent worth to be what you choose to be and what you want to be with your life. And uh, I guess that that would be my message I would send is that I, I think everybody's worth that and they should go for it. Saray. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. I appreciate it. No, no, it was a Have blast. A great day. Yeah. June, Juneteenth. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Today is a good Juneteenth. One too. It's a, it's a good too. time to to celebrate. It's a good yes. occasion to celebrate being free. Freedom. Control, controlling your destiny. Self actualization. Self realization. Yes. Yep. It's a, it's a good day. It's a good day for it. So this, is a, this was a great occasion to have this conversation right here. And right. Uh, for everyone that's listening uh, right now, um, I'll get contact information from Saray. I'll put it in the show notes. You know, I always do this. I always make very easy links to the people I interview. In case you want to reach out, in case you want to uh, get involved in the program that Saray has been doing for so long now, and as we all have seen, she feels very passionately about it. So, um, yeah, it's really about all there is. And uh, okay. Saray, this has been Saray Majak, <laughs> still practicing. <laughs> Saray Majak, health and hope coach, 
improving people's lives, daydreaming, as we all are, as we should be. I know I have been all my life a daydreamer. And yep. um, I think that's probably what makes the world better. It's just daydreaming of better times. But anyway, rambling on here. Thanks so much, Saray. Thanks for everyone who's listening, to everyone who will listen. Until next time, move forever. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments. Cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R-E-N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. You never know. You might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.